Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a chilly Monday morning. We're going to have a late night. You had a busy weekend this weekend. Friday night lights, got the Knicks a game, then you had the Missouri State game on Saturday. Which was an incredible comeback. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then on Sunday, I picture Ned's house completely dark. He's got the blackout shades across the one window in his house, and he's just got the World Series turned up just a little bit, and he's just sitting in there hoping all the kids walk by his house. You have just nailed it. <laughs> I know. I've gotten to know you a little bit over the years, haven't I? you just laying there in silence. But interestingly enough, I don't think I saw a single trick-or-treater. You know what broke my heart is that we didn't. we usually get several, but we didn't get any last night. I think two factors. Number one, Sunday, a Sunday night. Sunday. And you have to go to school the next day, of course. And number two, the fact that it was a bit on the cool side. It that was. Roundtree was huge. It always is. Um, but uh, we actually, we did the, the, the tracker treat at the Cardinals thing Saturday night. I got to give it up to the staff over there. I know, you know, you guys did a great job. We had a blast. It was really Oliver's first time trick-or-treating. And we wanted to do it in like that kind of a setting. So we kind of understood, like, Hold the hold the bucket up, dude, and then walk around. He was great. No no problems. Walk the there. whole thing, huh? Many there. Oh yeah, yeah. They they actually ended up having to add more times because of how many people. Because they were, you know, they're still following. I'm sh- there's still COVID protocols through the league. I'm sure. So they but so there was only a certain amount of people allotted at a certain time and windows, and then. But it was great. We had a blast. Uh, he was Mario. I was Luigi, and my <laughs> wife was uh, Toadstool. Uh, next year, though, we're going to be the Torrance family from The Shining. I cannot wait. Anyway, Halloween's over. Thanksgiving's next, and let's not not uh, celebrate that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the fact that Chiefs take on the Giants tonight in Monday Night Football. Now, what gives me pause is yesterday before the noon game, the Talking Heads, or I think it was the CBS broadcast, they do their upset Sunday game. They pick an upset game, you know. Damn near every one of those games was an upset there for a while, man. Every single you're watching the Colts Titans game. I mean, it, it was just the Giants game, uh, Miami Buffalo. I, I was just going, "What in the hell is going on?" And I'm going, "Oh my God, we're going to take on the Giants tomorrow. What the hell is going to happen?" I will be utterly astounded if that happens in this game. I think Kansas City is ready. They're coming off a dreadful performance against the Tennessee Titans last week. The Giants are, in fact, coming off a win. It's a, it's a, a Giants team. That, let's put it this way. Any team in the NFL is capable. The Jets beat the Bengals yesterday. That's a, that was, to me, a big surprise. But uh, the fact of the matter remains that the Chiefs are a better team. If they're able to get it together, they do have some people out. But the Giants have a whole roster of people out. I mean, Saquon Barkley not playing. I don't know how they're going to do this, but... The only thing that I would think is a mystery is the 10.5-point spread. Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites in this game. Yeah, that might be a little bit much, but I do think Kansas City wins this one. The Giants just simply are not in their ballpark. They're going to run the ball, take time off the clock. It's going to be a very, if they do it right, the game should be extremely boring tonight. And that's kind of what I kind of would like to be sitting there at halftime going, you know, I think I feel comfortable maybe just laying down and watching this rest of this thing in bed. There's another factor to consider, too, and it's likely to be raining. Yes. Up there. Oh, it's definitely going to be raining. Raining and cold. Now, how that affects the teams, who knows? But uh, the fact is that if it's raining, I would, and, and not I'm not talking about a heavy rain, but a typical November kind of dreary evening, 
I would suspect that would limit the passing game a little bit, and the teams would try to keep it on the ground. I would think that would be the case. But then again, the Chiefs do things I wouldn't even think of Yeah, they, they kind of do their own thing. So uh, Clyde's still out at least another week or two. I think probably another two weeks. Yeah, and so Williams will get the start in the backfield, McKinnon as well. He's uh, Williams, fine player. Yeah, I think he's he's. I mean, we we luck we we really lucked out having him. It's kind of the same deal with Cleveland. I mean, their their third stringer is unbelievable behind uh, Chubb and Hunt. He's Johnson's been scoring Keep points. Keep in mind, Mike, these are professionals. professionals. Yeah, they yep. know exactly what they're doing. Their background is such. These might be guys you've never heard of before. Uh, for instance, uh, the big tight end from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You never heard of him before. Unless Tanya. you play fantasy football, then you do. <laughs> or if you follow Missouri Valley Conference. He's one of us. Yeah. He's an Indiana State kid. The Sycamore. We saw him play here. And good player. But he's gone. But that's over and above these things. These are all really good athletes. Even the ones who come up from the taxi squad may not be as experienced, but they certainly know the game. And the Giants are in that category. They're capable of beating anybody. I don't think they win tonight, though. So let's go back to how I started this thing, the upset Sunday. I mean, it was literally those noon games, all of them, every single one of them. And then uh, the 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 Steelers game, the, the I can't believe Cleveland lost. You also got uh, the Jets beating who arguably was one of the hottest teams in the NFL. That's the one that surprises me the most, the Jets knocking off the Bengals. But again, it emphasizes the fact the Jets are not all that bad a team. Uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, of course, don't like each other. They're a long, long-time rivals. And Cleveland not being able to sustain any kind of uh, consistent offense in that game really did hurt them. Another big surprise to me was the Patriots going out to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and beating the Chargers out there. Chargers are a good team. And Patriots are showing signs now of really coming on under Belichick now and uh, adhering to his philosophy behind Patriot the game. way. It is, the Patriot I mean, way. You can't, you cannot deny that that guy, and we go back to what we were talking about, guys you never heard of. How many times have New England had championship teams where the only person you knew on that team was Tom Brady? <laughs> and, and here it's Mac Jones, and, and you look <laughs> exactly. back, and who, who's this Mac? Well, he's only the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, for heaven's yeah, sake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're, they're making it happen, but there there were a lot. I mean, the, the Bills-Dolphins uh, game, I mean, there were just so many that I just was like, geez Louise, this is crazy Halloween. There is one that wasn't close. The green and white, ladies and gentlemen, no. steamrollering the Detroit Lions, <laughs> who are winless. <laughs> hey, you got to take those dubs when you can. And I'll tell you, ah! the, the Lions, and watching a little bit of that game, oh. the Lions are on their way to an 0-17 season. It, it is just, I, I, you know, I've never really had a problem <laughs> with Detroit uh, football or baseball. Well, kind of baseball, but not really. But, man, you got to feel for that fan base because those Lions fans have just got to be just banging their heads against the wall right now. <laughs> Looking towards uh, 2022 for sure. Um, Drury Lady Panthers had a uh, early, early, I guess, preseason test and uh, got an A-plus, wouldn't you say? More than that. they got the gold <laughs> star with it. These are three really good teams that they played. Uh, West, Texas Te- uh, West Texas A&M is what they call it now. It used to be West Texas State. Uh, Southwestern Oklahoma, those are two very good teams, and our longtime friends from Central Missouri up in Warrensburg, and our longtime friends from Central Missouri up in Warrensburg. They're a longtime rival of the Lady Panthers. They are really, really good. Drury wins all three. The first two in uh, something of a walk away. Big scores, or relatively big scores. Yesterday, 84-81 to 81 in a dandy. These are, 
They, these two, and Lubbock Christian, which is the defending national champion, are really fine basketball teams. I would love to see Drury and Central Missouri play again. Some, some, and they may could down the line, not yeah. in the same conference certainly, but. Uh, somewhere along the line in the playoffs, they might get together again. They're really good. Man, well, it's good to see the ladies had a, a great, strong start to their season, and we're going to have some exciting times in the winter months when we're all freezing our butt off. <laughs> nice, warm basketball on the courts inside. So, as I said last hour, last night, Ned hiding under his sheets. All the lights are off. <laughs> barely the glow of the World Series on TV being as quiet as possible so far. Uh, Houston not doing as good as you thought they would. Well, they're still alive, though. That is the key. And the one thing Atlanta did not want to do was go back to Houston. Well, the Astros, I've seen this happen so many times in games that I really feared for Atlanta when it did. Duvall gets up there. Adam Duvall, old pro, been around for years. Braves got him on the trade deadline. Grand slam, first inning. Atlanta's up 4 nothing. That's not a good thing for the Braves. These fans are going wild. They're raising hell in the stands. and carrying Sat on, on their laurels. People, you cannot do that. You can't get off to a big lead. You build them gradually. That's not to say it always happens. And it's nice to get off to a 4 nothing lead. That but by the same token, it's a really good way to start. But you could see the Astros were really, really primed for this. Came back, hit. They got 12 hits in the game. Came back and eventually tied it up at 4-4 in the third. None of this game's over. Even though... Atlanta did take another lead on a Freddie Freeman home run. You knew, doggone well, the Astros are going to come back. They're a good team. Dusty Baker's a good manager, has a good mix in his lineup. And sure enough, they win at 9-5. to And that sends the series now back to Houston for Game 6 and maybe a Game 7. That would be Tuesday and Wednesday. Everything was going Atlanta's way. They wanted and needed to win that game. They didn't want to go back to... Houston has the home field advantage because of the better record. Hey, Houston is a very good baseball team. Don't sell them short. And I love the media and their coverage. Oh, the Astros are holding and crumbling and all this. Every team in any sport goes through a slump. Every one of them. Well, the Astros had a bit of a slump. They're not crumbling. They're awfully, awfully good. I'd be interested to see what happens tomorrow night and maybe again on Wednesday. Hey, they gave us a, a good series to watch, and that's oh, yeah. uh, that's all that matters. And it wasn't uh, did not come to an end last night. So <laughs> that's good. More baseball is not a bad thing. So we're down to the final four for the NASCAR championship. And who are those drivers? Well, Kyle Larson had already clinched. He yeah. did that about two weeks ago. So he's just driving out there for the exercise and so forth and so on. So he already had one of those final four spots. There were three others, and they were determined yesterday in the race at Martinsville, Virginia. Now, that doesn't mean the other drivers aren't running next Sunday in the championship at Phoenix. Everybody runs. They'll have a field of 40, but there are only now four who are eligible for the NASCAR championship. Larson is one of them. The others, well, Alex Bowman, who happened to win yesterday's race outright, he gained a second spot. That win really helped him in the points. Third goes to Denny Hamlin, has really made a late-season charge to get into it. And fourth goes to the Bass Pro driver, Martin Truex Jr. So those four are the only ones to have a chance now at the NASCAR postseason championship. That doesn't mean they have to win the race, but it does mean that they have to finish in such a situation in which they can get the, the points accrued. Everybody be racing. It's uh, out in Phoenix. I it's in one of the suburbs of Phoenix. I'm not sure where, but it's a, a really great track, and it'll be good weather conditions. Nice and warm. For the radio, that, that it will be. And it'll be a terrific race, probably 500 miles. But whomever wins, it probably is going to be one of these final four, but not necessarily. 
but whomever gets the points is the winner of the NASCAR championship, and I would guess Kyle Larson because he's been so far ahead all season. Yeah, he's had he's had talking about padding, but wait a minute, back to what you said at the beginning. What are you talking about exercise? I thought these guys just drove. They're getting exercise behind the wheel of that car. Well, that you know mental, something mental it, exercise. It, it, it is interesting you bring that up too because I I questioned that once. What kind of physical exertion is this? You're driving a car, and I get in with. The late, great Larry Phillips, one time to do a little promo, and he showed me what it was. Uh, you're exercising a lot of, especially upper body strength, in turning those cars. They're heavy, for one thing. Yeah, oh Turning yeah. those cars at such speeds in the corner, yeah, that takes a lot of exertion. So, that, yeah, it's a, it's a good physical exercise. That heart rate, you got to be pretty used to having your heart rate go like that because you're driving 500 million miles an hour. Put it this way, you don't lose concentration behind the wheel. If you do, you're toast. Yeah, totally (laughs) toast. Uh, And there's definitely no texting and driving in that situation. Last but not least, uh, we mentioned this last hour, Chiefs, Giants, Monday Night Football, the only Monday Night Football game we've got this season, and Ned Talk starts at 5 o'clock. It does indeed. Right back here in the studio at 5 with the troops, and we'll be talking. We'll do our hour-long pregame show from 5 to 6. Six to seven is when the Chiefs network comes in. Art Haynes and Mitch Holdus and the crew, they do their pregame show. And then kickoff will probably be about 7.15, 7.20, somewhere in that vicinity, uh, giving the TV folks time to get their game plan in place and all the commercials done and all that. It's it, Mike, it is so timed to such uh, specificities that you have to have a, a pronounced kickoff time. So uh, once the guy with the red hat there on the sideline drops his hat, the referee, oh, time to go. So we're ready to kick it off. It'll be about 7.15, 7.20. You always know it when you're an arrowhead and the kind of action stops for a second. Uh, they're still in a damn commercial. Give you a, <laughs> a, a local local example of that over watching the game on Saturday, Bears, North Dakota, which was a terrific. There's an old buddy of mine. He's got this red hat on the side. What are you doing? He says, I'm the TV coordinator. Of course, it was on television. So every time it came time for the uh, commercial break, he's off with a hat and all that sort of thing. And the referee, with all the other things that the referee has to do, he has to watch that too to get everything in time. And I don't know. It's it, it's a it's a show. Speaking of which, good job Bears in that comeback, and uh, they're still alive and uh, the chance to get in the playoffs. They too, are which very is much awesome. alive. Yes. Uh, here's the way, in in my opinion, just watching this. That was a game they had to win, and they're down by 11 points in the fourth period. Come back in the final few minutes of the game, get to within shouting distance, and then win the doggone game virtually at the gun with a touchdown. Terrific effort. Great come from behind. North Dakota did not play 60 minutes. They only played 58, and you can't do that. Not against good teams, and the Bears are a good team. Bears still have Southern Illinois and Northern Iowa to play. Southern Illinois is next week in Carbondale. Northern Iowa is the following week, and it is here. They do have one more game, but that's way out in Utah, and that's not a conference game. That's Dixie State, and the Bears should beat them. But these other two... These are key games for Missouri State. Hopefully we can uh, see them go on again be great. in the postseason, which should be back-to-back, which would be awesome. Ned, you have a great day. Go Chiefs.